I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to a yet another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, Tea Time, with your favorite hosts, Mickey Rourke <laughs> and Brendan Schaub. Yes. Here we are. Comedy gold. Here we are, you guys. Feels good to be back in the studio. It Hope you're doing great. well. Yeah. yeah, I hope you guys had a great week off, you know? Lee had a great week off. Lee had a very good week off. Harper and I, not so much. But y'all, well, a lot of things have actually happened in the past week. So many things. Two weeks, really. Two weeks, really. Mm-hmm. So many things have happened. Um, for those of you who keep up on our Instagrams, I did post the tea time. We've got a heavy episode coming up. And things are heavy, but we're going to move the real heavy shit over to Patreon because we don't want to divulge too much juicy information on this episode because that the good information like really good information is for like the people who pay for it and it's also a little embarrassing to just put out on youtube no you know <laughs> no it's here's more the thing. about it's really juicy and here's we can't. the thing i'm all down for for the juice but when we talk about breakups and whatnot it will we'll tell you guys hey honkers going through a breakup but when you want to get into the nitty-gritty we got we got listening ears on here. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just like for the secret society. We got so to keep for the it. secret society. As you exited a relationship, I actually found myself in a relationship. Well, oh, with with Lee. Yeah. So Lee, Lee and Harper are dating now. Lee, non-consent. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna lose their People minds. People are when they hear that, they're gonna be like, what? <laughs> yeah. But here's okay. Fucking Lee wishes. No, they're not. It's my relationship. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So. Lee is non-consensually dating me. And let me tell you how this happened. So Lee. It's so Lee. He raped his way into this relationship. And now I'm just stuck with this fucking mole rat of a man. And I will say the calves are popping. So that's like one thing. Okay, here's here's how I know us to be in a relationship. Here's how I know this to be true. You drove me to San Diego. There and back and recorded my set. And already that was that was crazy. And I said, okay. Then you came to another show. We go out to dinner afterwards. <laughs> Lee paid. He paid. And I said, okay. and he drove me home. And I said, okay, this is getting a little crazy. Then yeah. I watched his cats. Gonna, That's okay. domestic bit. Oh, I, well, I tried to watch his cats. I really watch my cats. I tried to, but the door, you know what? Yeah, do you have it? <laughs> I just up the mic. Let's also not let's also address how every single time I walk into your room, honk, you are on the phone with Lee. I am always talking to Lee. Lee now, and I have we really have been becoming better friends. Well, can I scooch forward a little bit. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, cute. Anyways, you guys, so this was me when I tried to <laughs> Not the American flag. Yeah, day. also okay, not you get you, you patriotic? patriot. Yeah. My man is a patriot. Okay. Yeah. He loves me as much as he loves his country. Okay, so I don't know where the fish went. The fish in my rage, it, it I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Walmart fish? I think it's in my purse. But or yeah. where did you get the Ralph's, Ralph's fish? The yeah. Ralph's oh, fish. Was a cute fish. So I was trying to get into, you know, into this, into my man's apartment to watch his cat. Don't. And this fucking bitch had a broken ass lock. I call my dad. I call my mom. Gabby's on the phone. She's holding a full-ass doorknob right now with a key in it. Gabby's on the phone with me crying. 
because, oh yeah, I didn't even say what it was for those of you just listening. Yeah, so it's Lee's key got stuck in his door. I'm like, Gabby's crying on the phone about her breakup. I'm like jamming the fucking door, like trying and to you're, get. And you're texting me where I have absolutely no service. I was in a, I was in a state park <laughs> and I had absolutely no service. I had enough, park. like only half of my texts were even sending. And so it was just a mess of a situation. Lee is astral projecting. I'm trying to get in here. The cats are a meow. Am I, am I in Catalina at this point? You're in Catalina. And I'm trying to give you advice. I'm trying to get this door open. And then all of a sudden, I'm like looking up how to get a key out. But I do something wrong. I end up pulling the door off its handle. And then Gabby goes, let me call you back. I go, yeah, let me call you back. And then get off the phone. And then I had to go to my show in Irvine. Oh, and don't worry, it just broke again. Just with my doorknob. Oh, I went to Irvine with breaking. your doorknob. The it key was, is honestly, literally still in the doorknob. Yeah, it's the key's still the key's was, not coming out. I was flabbergasted on how that happened, but I pretty wild. Pretty I, I of do events. get it because like I got I did the I got the key made in like one of those like kiosks mm-hmm. like in Ralph's. It's, it has like like you insert your key and it just like copies it. Mm-hmm. And but that's like sketchy and but I've done it before and it worked fine. Yeah, well, so, don't blame don't blame the key. Here's the thing, Lee. It clearly your apartment is cursed and haunted, and clearly the universe was trying to give me a sign. Don't come into the hentai. Absolutely, layer. it was. Now, here's the thing. At the con- this is then the final thing, the fourth or fifth thing. How I know Lee is now my boyfriend is he got me earrings to at make the up. concert. Now, here's the thing. I didn't fucking consent to getting a fucking boyfriend. I was trying to have single girl fall, flirty girl fall, if you will. But Lee said no. No. And you know what? Now here I am, bound by the law to leave. So just so Chain. you all know, they are not actually in a relationship. <laughs> but he's getting jealous like now it. because of how close we are. And yeah. that's just triggering for you. We, well, Lee and I always are on the phone. You're literally always on the phone. We I always are on the phone. Um, always texting. Yeah, you're missing the doorknob. You're a fucking, it, it's a goddamn state park doing God knows what. Wearing tie-dye. I was at a festival. Yeah. Wearing tie-dye. So it's very fitting for this I'm in a helicopter going to Catalina trying not to jump out the fucking helicopter because my life is falling apart before my eyes. I'm going to fucking Irvine and my dad's trying to tell me secrets and I'm trying to like not, for once I'm trying to not get to know my dad. He goes, hey, let me tell you this. I go, please, I'll pay you not to tell me. Meanwhile, my honk is sitting on just a a heap of things she has to tell me and Mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about that, but there are just, there are so many things, you know? There was a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. I I will say this, um, as a woman who is now single, um, God does for you what you cannot do for yourself. And, uh, and those words, if, you know what? If you if you want right now, guys, I would just hit pause on that. Yeah, I would re I would hit like you know like how hey, you can rewind at fifteen seconds. I would hit rewind. Yeah. listen to that again. Hit pause. Marinate. Yeah, marinate on that, and then come back into this podcast because. And I did say that I wasn't going to talk too much about this, you know, on this episode. We'll save it for the Patreon. But I do want to say that um, I, you know, I have been a dry alcoholic. Um, and I as somebody in recovery who doesn't like want to ever admit that I like actually can't just recover on my own. It all, it all catches up with you when you're not working a program. And maybe there are some people out there who can, I have found it to be truly impossible for myself. And every time I start to feel really good, I'm like, I don't need to be in the rooms anymore. You know, I can show up to a meeting once every six months, blah, 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 check in, I'll just not drink and I'll be fine. And uh, turns out for, I think, most addicts, that's not how it works. We need to, uh, we need community and to be held accountable by other addicts. And 
I don't know. At least that's what I'm learning. So as you called it, you were like, it's a sneaky disease. And I think when you're left to your own device, it mm-hmm. allows for the sneakiness to prosper. And you don't even notice it while it's happening. Um, and yeah, and program just satiates all those like, you know, little sneaky desires. Yeah. And it's uh, it's crazy for how long you can lie to yourself and get away with it. And it's a scary thing to it's scary because like I often feel like I don't know who I am because I'm like, well, who's me and who's the addict? You know, like when I'm like fully active in my addiction, even when I'm not drinking um, and I'm like fully active though mentally in it, I can't tell. I'm like, is this, you know, this is me, right? Or is it my addiction? And I don't know, for those of you who don't really struggle with addiction, um, even when you're not actively using, like even though I'm not actively picking up a drink, uh, addicts find ways of it's whack-a-mole because it, once, whack-a-mole. once you whack down you're like okay i'm not drinking and i'm not doing drugs but then other things like okay sh- now shopping okay now and i'm shopping now i'm f- lying now flirting and now mm-hmm. lying and the secrets and then it just mm-hmm. like you know and then anything to fill that god-sized fucking hole and uh i found myself you know creating lies to keep myself safe to keep other people safe to like feed my um to feed my addiction. And uh, I am somebody who like struggles with sex and love addiction as well. And when I'm not working on that, when I'm not working a fucking program, everything comes to the top. And then you just start being like, then I start being like, oh, well, I'm just, this is just the way that I am. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like addicted to men and I'm addicted to attention. And like, that's just who I am. And I'm always going to be that way. And like, I could be, but I don't want to be. You could be, but it's just such an exhausting and Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, Joy and and you and I like all had like a really good talk last night. But I, um, Joy said something and she was like, "It's just when you are actively in your addiction." She was like, "I I miss you because it's it's not I don't feel like I'm talking to you." Yeah, and that was really sad and hard to hear. But I think it was also good to, for you to hear. Yeah, and, and she's Joy's like crying because all of this shit comes to a head. Everything mm-hmm. that I've been like hiding and like lying to myself about, whatever, all of it comes to a head. And Joy Joy goes. I just want you. She's crying. And she's I like, I just want you to know peace, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, because it's so chaotic and it's, it gets exhausting. And I've and just, it's I've, sad. It, it does. And I've known her for so long. And it's so crazy because like Joy, I think, has like seen me, like, she's seen like the character arc mm-hmm. of who I started out as, as like a teenager and how, who I've become like as a full blown, like adult who also struggles with addiction. Mm -hmm. And just for her to be like, I just want you to know peace. I'm like, bitch, I do too. Like, I want to know peace. Mm -hmm. And so I have a question. So, mm -hmm. so she, she seems to have met you when these kind of addicted addict things started to root in your life as a teenager, Mm -hmm. when it comes to using alcohol and using boys. Yes. hundred percent. I met joy when like all of this started. Yeah. So, so you don't, so do you think that you were born with that thing or do you think that you learned it? Both. Both. You know, it's like they say in the big book, like it's like you seems, we seem to have been born this way, you know, but you triggered it as a teenager. I think that it was already in me. I think it's just that, like, I started to have access to the things that there was such a lack of, like, boundaries and discipline in my household growing up. And especially, like, being raised by, you know, alcoholic mother and, like, emotionally um, self-indulgent. My dad, as wonderful of, like, a guy as he is, he is a stunted man. You know, he is a 19-year-old man. 
Well, that's also when, you know, he suffered that it, grave grandiose loss. loss. Yeah. Just a Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're I think that there are things were there from birth. And um I I remember though from a very young age, like I look back and I'm like, I was I was an obsessive child. Like as a kid, I was already displaying signs of like somebody that has like an addictive personality, obsessive, you Same. know? Yeah. Right. So it's like yeah. I, you know, it definitely is a thing where it's it's a it's a disease. It's a familial disease. But there's definitely something that happened, like, as a teenager Absolutely. that, like, triggered, especially the attention-seeking. In, in childhood, you know, it's—and that's, you know, I think that's also what's so great about recovery and therapy is you kind of, like, uncover these things. But, like, yeah, there was obviously something in my childhood. Like, some needs of mine were not met. And my therapist is, you know, she brought to my attention. She's like, you live in a state of survival mode. And that, you know, survival mode comes from, you know, a, a need in a child not being met. So then you feel like you have to, like, do everything for yourself and keep everything to yourself and, you know, manage your own, regulate your own emotions. And you have nowhere, like, safe to go. Um, and I think if my mom heard me say that, she'd be like, bullshit, I was always there for you. Mm -hmm. But, like, she was, you know, in a lot of ways. Like, my mom is great, but in a lot of ways, she's a suffering alcoholic mm -hmm. who— from like the minute I was born, everything was about her. And when you have a kid, you have to figure out how to fucking meet your kid's needs. That's what you know. Yeah, but then your, your again, if can't. you're a sick alcoholic, like yeah, exactly, you can't because it's you're being selfish. And so then, like you're raised also like that's like you know your parents lay the foundation for 100%. for how you know how to love, how you take care of yourself, how you 100%. handle your anger. And yeah. when you when you grow up with that blueprint, you carry that into your adult life. And so mm -hmm. if you grow up with like, you know, with someone who is innately being selfish, whether they mean to or not, right. you, t you take on those selfish tendencies. And like you, you internalize mm -hmm. all of it, too. And then right. you think that you're the problem. Mm -hmm. It's so many things. So, yeah, it's like I think that, you know, you're, you're born with it. And I think your environment also shapes the way that you become, you know, the way that you deal with your addictions. And I also like maybe had my environment been a little bit different if I was placed into like, you know, private schools, if I was like not, you know, if there was more emphasis on my education, I, you know, things maybe would have been different. I think I still would be an addict, but it maybe wouldn't have all like turned out like this. It might have transpired in a different way. Completely. Or maybe you would be addicted to something else or like, like yeah. hentai. I don't know. But like <laughs> hentai. You know, yeah. Just... Drinking your own cum. Yeah. Um, and Lee, slurpy, slurpy. Can't do that if you're going to stay He's in this got bottles of it in his fucking yeah. fridge. It's so weird. Pray for me, you guys. Yeah. Um, pray for yeah. our, pray for our man over here. Yeah. The earrings are cute, but I don't know how much I can deal with. Maybe get me a bracelet and I can deal with the cum drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a nice bag. I don't know. You'll yeah. think of something nice. So yeah, uh, but <laughs> it, Lee's full on jizzing right now. Yeah, he is. My king, bottling sloppy, it. He has a sloppy. catheter attached to the tip of his penis, where his cum is just yeah. storing in leaky a little colostomy bag. Leaky, leaky, leaky Lee. Lee. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Addiction is an interesting thing. You know, it sure is, and it sure manifests in every way, shape, and form when you're not taking care of it. And you know, I say all of this, hoping that I don't do this shit again. But like, I've thought that before. You've thought that before. And so. that's what Joy and I were saying to you last night. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're there, you know, I don't want to sp spill your business, but basically people are telling you like, mm -hmm. you a hundred percent can go lower, but it's like, this, can this, go lower. this was such an, an intense, um, 
event, we can say, because it did just turn it, of events, turn I'd of say. events, it, because it, it, it affected so many people. I think like, you know, you like we were talking last night, like it was it's it's a root and you and like pulling out the root, you see how deep things um yeah. became ingrained in, in everyone in everyone's life and you see like how uh-huh. like you're like it just like boiled over and all, all because of my own like dishonesty and unwillingness to like yeah dishonesty and obviously you know we'll talk about exactly what the events were in the patreon but just know that like i was like a dry i'm a dry alcoholic who is acting out and not um and like involving everybody around me because that's what addicts do and they're using they're selfish and they don't even know it and it's scary. It it's, is scary. It's really scary because you don't know when you're fucking doing it. And which is so wild. And yes, I, I do want to say yeah. something on the flip side. Uh-huh. And I, I love what you're saying about addiction and the process and like how like you kind of have like, you know, like that meme on Twitter, like, or maybe not on Twitter, but okay, like there's this meme like inside me, there are two wolves. And like, yeah. it, is, it is true. It's like, I have yeah. the addict and then me who's trying to the, like, what is reality? Yeah. But then, so on the flip side of an addict, there's the person that, you know, is, is dealing with, like with, with a person that has addiction issues. And mm-hmm. I just want to say that like, if you were either raised by addicts or you are dating one or you live with one or work, whatever it is, I cannot recommend Al-Anon enough. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I was, I was not in, I hadn't gone to a meeting in a few months and I felt my victim complex coming back. I started taking a lot of your actions really personally. And then I started mm-hmm. like, you know, and then, and then one of my other friends, um, I don't want to, you know, spill business, but, but one of my other friends is going through something similar and, and I, I became really, really, um, inappropriately angry at yeah. that. And I had to recognize like, Hey, no, this, this isn't an attack on you. This yeah. is their sickness. And of course I can be scared and frustrated, but mm-hmm. like, I can't, like I was like going into controlling mode right. and Al-Anon is such a, um, a godsend really, um, because it, it calms down that, that anxiety. Yeah. It, it, it like it, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's honestly, it's incredible. And you know, I think what the beautiful thing about 12 step programs are, is that like, we often feel so alone mm-hmm. in our like insanity and in our addictions and in our insecurities. And then you realize that you're not. And it's like, we're all dealing with kind of the same. You're, you're not alone. Like there are people, you go into a room of fucking strangers who are all talking about, you know, how they're pieces of shit. And there's always like a nugget of something. And you're like, I didn't know other people were like this too. And like, it, it oh, validates like- that. And what's so interesting too is like how you were saying, do you think it's like environmental or who you were raised by? Well, we both have alcoholic mothers. Sorry to air out their, you know, dirty laundry. But you didn't come out, like you are not in yourself like an addict, but you are Al-Anon, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting how for you, it kind of turned into like a different thing. And for me, I went like, I'm like a full-blown. I got confused for a minute Mm -hmm. when I went, partly started Al-Anon, but it was actually even before that. It was when I was in therapy and like in, I think it was like 2021 or 2020, I was like, am I an alcoholic? I don't know. Am I an, I don't know what it is. And she was like, I don't think you're an alcoholic. I think a lot of people that actually like need to go to Al-Anon and that were raised in these environments that are dealing with problems that you're dealing with, like, you know, lack of boundaries, dealing up, uh, growing up in a chaotic, like volatile household, mm-hmm. like, you know, da, 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 da. Like she was like, I think you have coping mechanisms and, um, 
uh, moderation control issues. And yeah. so like, I, like I, I try to soothe myself. And so like, I I'll eat to soothe or instead of just like, you know, Oh, I'll go on a, a quick run. I used to, I used to run like nine, like eight to 10 miles mm-hmm. and just like, just like go all out. And like, mm-hmm. it's, I, or go and fucking party for a weekend or something. Right. Like I don't, you know, just to like to quell the demons that were like, you know, starting to chirp inside me. Instead, it's like, that's also why program is so good. And I always felt like a freak of nature for my anger. And I I do love that on this podcast, we can talk about like our, our worst fucking moments, but then also, you know, shine a light, like, okay, like it's everything you do in life is a choice. Like it doesn't have to be etched in stone that this is the way that you are forever. Like, Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you don't like an aspect about yourself. Like, all right, then you can, there are, there are tools around you to do the work and to make a choice to not be that kind of person. You have to be ready to do that though, because mm-hmm. there, you know, and like, there are so many yes. people who are like actively suffering because they don't know this stuff. They don't know that there's a way out of your pain or they're like not willing to admit it yet. I mean, I know that when I get really active in like my own addiction, that's my world, you know, like mm-hmm. all outside help. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's there. But like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just miserable. Like, I'm a miserable person. So like, this is just who I am, you know? And I think that there are a lot of people who kind of navigate their entire lives doing that and like not ever seeking help because they don't really know that it's available. I, th- I think part of it too is that you're not ready to give up your old life. Like you're yes. not you're not ready to break ties with these friends that you party with and you're not so ready hard. you're not ready to mm-hmm. make a make a life change. You're comfortable with the way things are and yeah. you and you take the bad with the good and it it only takes when the bad becomes unmanageable to force you into and those life changes. All, and right and and for some people they like it becomes so unmanageable that they die. You know, and that's it just it and eventually leads to death if you don't figure out some people. Yeah, don't catch it. And so don't don't even realize that they're on cascading bad. Yep. You know, like just bad after bad after bad after bad because they're just used to it. It's been it's been nothing because you become comfortable. with. Yeah. And like my therapist, we'll we'll get into the fucking story soon. My therapist the other day was just like after all of this shit happened, all of this all chaos. everything all of the chaos she was just like i don't know if you're done and i was just like oh please like god i want to be done like i don't want to do this i don't want to feel like this and she's like i hope you are but i don't know if you are done and like that is such a fucking like bleh. it's daunting it's, it's daunting because i'm like i don't want to fucking be in pain but then there's another part of you that like addict side that's like yeah, I kind of want more because I feed off of this. I feed off of just it's like the drama, chaos. it's the high, it's yeah, know, yeah. And I'll like leave it on this. Um, I just realized like everywhere I've ever gone in my life, like chaos follows me. And even after I stopped drinking because I was dry, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is just to me is like, oh, obviously I'm the fucking common denominator in all these issues. Like my life is chaotic because. I make my life chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's not my fucking exes, you know, it's not my friends, it's not jobs, it's not my career, it's me. Like I am chaotic. And if I'm not actively dealing with that, see ya. So within my friend group, um, we quote, I think it, it's one of the dads on Jersey Shore. It's so random. But uh it, Great show. It, he just he says, wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it's literally that. It's literally wherever you go, mm-hmm. there you are. And whether and if you don't change what 
what is creating these circumstances that are unpleasant, nothing will ever change. Yep. Yeah, you can travel the world, but like, you know, you go to fucking Antarctica, you got like daddy issues that are un. But then you're also getting raped because you know that they have like. They're okay. They're doing a lot of raping in Antarctica. Antarctica. Really? A fucking article just came out. Yes. I didn't know about this. There are only, so it's like all of the science centers there, like the women, there's like this report came out that all of the women are like, oh yeah, it's just like a thing, you know, like if you go into these certain areas of, you know, our buildings, you're going to get assaulted. By like the scientists? By the scientists. Yeah, by yeah the scientists. because the fucking science. That's why you can't trust Bunch anybody. Bunch of fucking horny incels down there researching ice and polar bears. But of course, yeah, the fucking like shriveled dick fucking scientists out in the fucking snow that are fucking oh, like, fucking you know, raping. They're, they're building like a snowman so they can go and like fuck it. So don't go to Antarctica. Yeah, don't here's go thing. to Antarctica. If you have demons, Antarctica's just going to exacerbate them. It, they, it really is. You can't run from them there because there's you actually You definitely can't run from them Unless there. Unless you want some perspective. If you want like an Arctic rape. If you want to see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what like my therapist said it can always get lower and if you want to get as low as you can go go to fucking antarctica it it's at the get, bottom of the fucking planet it can't get lower than that bitch so today we're talking about today festivals. we're talking about partying festivals partying <laughs> festivals concerts we wanted to hear your best just, your I worst like, i like the the psa before we get into the festival story yeah so now you guys know that we're all a bunch of fucking hurting addicts trying to get it together and anyway lee just got back from a festival i went to coachella once uh, fuck that. I got so sick. I got everybody else sick. Did some bunk molly that I bought off of. Real quick. I know I'm really hogging up a lot of airtime right now. <laughs> but um, uh, how fucking crazy is it that just like, well, I went to Coachella like 10 years ago, that there was a time when you could just walk around and buy fucking drugs off of people and not have to even think twice about there being fentanyl in it. That is fucking crazy. Not too long ago. Yeah. Not too fuck. I remember like the fact we would just all want to buy drugs okay. off of this guy named fucking Roach. <laughs> you know. Was it they always have the worst fucking names. Oh worst names. Band-aid. Okay. <laughs> Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure I'll buy this fucking mountain of white crystals off of you. Oh fuck I didn't bring any Molly. Let me call Scabs. He's got <laughs> <Yeah>. the stuff. <laughs> Let me call Let me fucking Dickweed. Yeah. He's got he's got the shit. The fact that you could just go to those festivals and just buy drugs. And now, do you know if there were any overdoses at yours? I don't know. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, it wasn't that greatly attended. I know. I've. I know many festivals I've been to. There has been overdoses. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Because uh, so I. I so I'll just open this up with um, like my friend group and what we did together was go to big jam band shows and festivals in the summer. God, and so, so my first so festival fun. was in, in, uh, my first, well, my first festival I worked was in 2008, 2009. And then the first festival I attended was in 2010. And then I continued to work and attend festivals for, you know, for the past 12 years. And um, it's just what we did together. It's what we like to do together. We would travel like you guys would run train on each other. Yeah, we would travel with like mosh. with yeah. like like at one point our campsite was like twenty people, thirty people, and we would just Jesus like Christ. bring the party. Yeah. When you say bring the party, what exactly do you mean? There would just be a bunch of us, and we would just You're all talking meth. No, no, we kind of mean. Yeah, I mean. If you're asking, don't about, act like don't act like meth is such no, an outlandish thing. To no, ask. but it's like it's it's <laughs> okay. 
Bring the party. Bring the party as in like we're all the there energy. together. Yeah, the yeah. energy, got it, got not it. necessarily the drugs. She's she's yeah. not a festival girl. I know. Yeah. I fucking hate nothing in this world is like more boring to me. <laughs> So I would rather go to a fucking. I would rather watch baseball for forty five hours. No, you wouldn't, you bitch. I God, really no, would. No, you wouldn't, you lying bitch. You would not fucking want to go watch baseball. Here's the thing for when nine you, hours. 45. When you're in a group, <laughs> when you're in a group of friends and you're all camping together and you go down and you see the music and you're having a great. You're time already losing her with group of friends. She, she doesn't oh, like yeah. the group. No, She's like a no. cat. She doesn't like the big groups. Oh uh, no, no 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 no. She doesn't like being touched. Nothing loud. No nothing loud. Not the fucking. <laughs> God, she, she, it's Grandma Gabby over here. She just uh, so fucking will, sweaty. Your makeup, I uh, don't. I will bring up that this was a uh, uh, an elite honk suggested topic, and that we we're going. Like that. We're I going will to... bring up. It was. <clears throat> sorry, my allergies up. are kicking in. It was <clears throat> Italy. <laughs> Italy. And we're talking with an elite honk at the end of the Patreon who, oh, cute. who brought okay. up the topic. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I'll just bring. So I went to my first festival. Uh, over the weekend, that's why I was off last week. Your first um, festival? I haven't. Since- I haven't been to a festival in like the last four years. Okay. Um, four or five years, I hadn't. I hadn't gone to a festival, and this was the first one. I actually met some people at our live show in San Diego, and we connected on Instagram. And I found that they go to festivals, and I was shout like, out to the honks that show up to the shows. Yeah, and so I was like, hey, if you guys do this, uh, if you guys are doing something fun, let me know. Maybe I can tag along. And they just immediately were like, yes, we're doing this. Come, it's going to be a good time. So I went to uh, a festival. It's in uh, Lake Paris. Uh, and it, yeah, that sounds like shit. Yeah, Lake Paris State Park, so and I it was called so Same Same but Different. You it are was nice. a you are a wench. Okay, <laughs> it was nice. It, I thought it was ugly. Honestly, honestly, it was. Is it like out by Temecula? It was by Riverside. Uh, yeah, fucking of course it is. Yeah, yeah. the scenic town of Riverside. Of Riverside. Gabby? It's it called was in being a cultured. state park. It was in a state park. Just because it's a state park doesn't mean that it's it nice. Was, it was there were syringes was that were kind of like, like used as um, light ornaments. Fucking lake. Yeah. It was on a lake, yeah. but um, or like a quarry. That's a lake now, and but it yeah. did it did rain. Uh, we did have uh, of course. I come to California and attended uh, a concert in the desert, and it rains for three days, and it, and it was Tropical Storm K, and Nicely. so <laughs> not 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 that not yeah. Now I have to break up with him. Fuck. Oh, well, you should have done that a long time ago. I know, but the earrings. Yeah, the earrings kept you in. <laughs> I am a materialistic bitch. I'll say that. Uh, Get your back, queens. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm I a quick story from the festival that is just like, you know, that that is that is kind of why you go to these things. You end up having these funny interactions that kind of you laugh about throughout the like it's kind of like you create punchlines for yourselves throughout the weekend. And so this one time, this at this one point I'm hanging out with this group of this group of people. They were from Flagstaff, Arizona, and we yeah. and we yeah. found like a break in the fence between camping and the grounds cuz you're supposed to like go around to a gate and like check in and have people like yeah. on you to make sure you're not But instead you guys anything. were burrowing like little pigs. We just opened the fence and 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 slipped through. And he was like, and he kept calling it the portal. And he's like, he's oh, like, God, keep yeah, it, keep it, did. keep it low, keep it low. And then so we we slipped through the portal, 
And there's this like middle-aged hippie dude that is like walking up. Like he was just walking and we like slip into the grounds next to him. Why are all like drug festival stories the same fucking story? No. So so then this kid turns around and he's like, he's like, shut the fuck up. You sh-. And he points, he points at the middle-aged dude. He's like, shut the fuck up. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. And so I turn to the guy. I'm like, dude, you really need to chill the fuck out, man. Like you need to. You need. And so I just make it a joke. And, and he's like, and so he kind of hops on board. He's like, he's like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. My sparkle's going to get us caught. What? <laughs> you guys it's... don't get it at all. No. Oh, I'm going to cut this whole fucking thing out. What? I what? Just that he's walking around sparkling. He's walking around sparkling. He's at a festival. What he's having sparkling? a good time. What are you talking about? What is sparkling? He just says, my sparkle's going to get us caught, man. Because, okay, his, is he like wearing high? sparkles or is it because no, he's just because he's at a festival sparkling like his inside sparkle his like his inner he's being high is on sparkling. drugs and so he's okay. yeah because I feel like I heard someone say something like this at the Grateful Dead so it's, I can kind of speak this. Fucking drugs I can translate it. when you're when you're a person and you're in that environment or when you're a person and and you're a good like lighthearted being. You have a sparkle to you. Got it. Okay. See, Gabby throws a, tra- a black trash bag over her personality when she goes to a <laughs> festival. She said, sparkle. Yeah. Bitch, I'm going to dim. I'm going to actually. And was the guy being loud? No, he was not. It was it was just absurd. But then I saw him the next day and I was like, hey, sparkle on, brother. And that was very funny to me. It was. What it was- did you say when you did that? He came. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was actually kind of confused. And I was like, you're the guy, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he laughed about it. He's like, it. I don't even remember who I am. And this is why you leave things in the K-hole. Because when they come back out, honey. And this is why it's your show and not my show. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not mad at that story. It was very relevant to this topic. It was topical. It fit the criteria. I'll it, give you that. It gets us It gets us ready for Gabby not to understand what any of you guys are going to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And if there's one thing I don't understand, it's music or live <laughs> festivals or the people that enjoy them. The last festival so I went... think we're doing the topic. Yeah. I, I feel like I've already talked about all my, my fun stories on here. I did Acid and Molly with my dad at the Grateful Dead and weed and got drunk with him. Yeah, it's what you do with your dad when you're fun, mm-hmm. mentally broken. And then um, I once was at a festival with my uh, an act. Well, he was my current boyfriend, and my cousin disappeared. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, don't worry. He was jerking off watching porn for 45 minutes in a porter potty. And your I, boyfriend? Yeah, my boyfriend. And I, we were worried. I didn't know where he was. Just a, just slightly drunk. I'm like, where the fuck is he? And he's like missing these bands. And I knew what porter potty he was in because don't worry, they're not soundproof, so I could hear where the noise was coming out of. So I located him and then he walked out and then he had to come. And then, yeah, don't worry. His porn addiction was so bad. Sometimes one time I looked over, we were at a family dinner with his family and he was watching porn at the dinner table. And that was really cute. And then I'm done. We didn't have sex for a year. Anyway, so that was really fun. Fun, fun, fun. Fun. Yes. And um, and that's what happens at festivals. And then I hooked up with a musician. He gave me the worst yeast infection of my life. And now he's so famous. It's actually kind of crazy. So was it worth it? Mm, you tell me. And then. Yeah, um, it was worth it. And then just last one real quick. Uh, my dad and I were actually at the same festival. We went another year where my ex was jerking off watching the porn. The festival's kind of cursed, but I'm going again this year, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, so my dad and I go to this festival. It's called Ohana Fest. And Dana Point, look it up. Not Ohana Fest. Ohana Fest. My dad surfed with Eddie Vedder on the water, and now he bonded with him spiritually. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so 
Um, <sighs> my dad and I went with my my ex that I slapped in the uh, not in the face, but I slapped outside of a uh, Jack in the Box, aka Slap in the Box, aka the event that got me into Al-Anon. But anyway, my my crazy ex and we I all hit our bottoms, and I was crazy too. But my we're gonna call my crazy ex just to be a cunt. But so crazy ex and I are with my dad at this festival, and we all get fucked up. And then he goes, "Hey, I have mushroom pills." So then all three of us do mushrooms together. And then my dad asked for another and my dude at the time was like, should I? And I'm fucked up and having fun. So I'm like, yeah, give it to him. Hey, hey, Mm -hmm. no, shouldn't have done that because then my dad, then the dude, my dude is using the bathroom, not jerking off. And my dad starts trying to undress to be closer to the music. Mm. And so I was holding my dad up. And mm. that's when I really learned, I'm like, you know what, dad, I take back what I said all those years. You are strong. And it was just fucking crazy because I was trying to like make him not undress at the festival while Eddie Vedder's playing. And he was like, the music. And I have all these videos on my phone where I'm like circling him like in like a fucking satellite while he's just like crying, listening to Eddie Vedder. And then uh, my ex comes out. We had to fucking hold him him and then i thought it would be so funny to just look at them both smile and then i just ran away from them as fast as i could and then you just were you stayed running the whole festival and then i was looking at palm trees and they found me and they were angry Mm -hmm. and i was like why i'm literally having fun and that was my sparkle no that was your sparkle. so uh, can i tell one more because i might cut that story out because it was a mess uh so I, I, I was at Peach Fest, which was like the, the big festival that I attended with my big group of friends on the East Coast. Okay. This was the one where like 20 of us would go and we'd have like a big campsite and, and it would be fun. And, and there's, a, there's like 40,000 people at this festival. It's a very big festival. Too many. And so <laughs> and, where you, and where you camp is like on a ski hill. It's in Pennsylvania. It's a, so you camp on like these ski trails and then you go down and there's a water park and then there's like a big main stage pavilion. And so we're camping and uh, my, and it was, it was a while, this was like in like 2014 and my friends all have, well, one of my friends, Doug, bought like a, like a solar panel that you can charge your phone and your speaker with, like your Bluetooth speaker. Uh, So he, so he's like trying to find like a sunny spot because we're like on a mountain. He's trying to find like a sunny spot and he puts his, his solar panel down so he can charge his phone for the for the evening. And then, uh, uh, my other friends, they had been to a fest with them earlier in the year and they had bought their own. And so they're like trying to put their solar panels in like the same sunny spot that Doug put in. And it just was making, it was just cracking me up. Cause it's like, it's like my friends were like, dad, help us with our solar panel, dad, help. And so from then on, I call my friend, daddy, Doug, and every for for the last eight years, I've been calling my friend Dad. And for his wedding, I got him a Father's Day card that said, "I'm so I'm so happy you're my dad." Because I call him Dad, Daddy, Daddy Doug, Father Douglas. No. So Grandma Gabby, I want you to rate which one <laughs> was which one um, got you wetter that the solar panel one or the sparkle one. Which I'm probably cutting out because the reaction was. Hard. Well, here's the thing: this reaction's not going to be much better. Ah! Um, Can what? I be honest? Yeah. I was looking at her, and I could. <laughs> she I was could, glazed. It over. was giving. It was butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I can see twice. At least I got Hi. through it. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. No, I heard you. Yeah. No, no, I heard you when you said that. 
Um, Let's get into the story. Let's get into the story. You know, Thank if you for anyone, that, we're Lee. actually opening up applications. Lee needs a writer's room. So we actually are going to be taking, you can submit your application to be Lee's writer for his fucking <laughs> haunted and demented stories. Um, tea time, 42069 <laughs> at Gmail. Riveting. Subject, Lee's writer. So write us in if you would like to help re, uh, well, re, you know, it's Lee like, write his stories. stories. What's interesting yeah. is that like, sometimes you hear things and you're like, I guess there goes that space in my brain. You know what? There is such a thing. Your, your brains can hold a finite amount of information. And I, I would think about this often when I was in algebra failing. And I would just be like, this isn't going to be retained. And I, yeah, I don't need it. Was, it was like, we're not waste this brain space. And I thought, surely nothing could be more mind-numbing than this. And then you get on here and you... And you hear Lee tell a story about solar panels and calling his friend dad. And dad. Yeah, daddy. no. Don't moan when you say it. Daddy dog. Yeah, we get it. Here's the so thing. So now, you know what? Here, I'll start off. How's that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to just. Just jump it. It's your turn anyways. Yeah, yeah, okay. Is that okay, Lee? Please. I'm begging you. Yeah, yeah, me don't, too. No, don't beg because we know you like that, so. <laughs> it's not how, you, okay, shut the fuck up everyone, especially you, Lee. It's not how you think. There was the shitty graffiti, I like that you opened with that. We didn't know what, I didn't know what to think, so okay, yeah. <laughs> There was a shitty graffiti-covered rundown venue coffee shop that regularly had local bands play on the weekends. It quickly became the place to hang out for all the emos, goths, freaks, and geeks. I was about 14, 15 when my friend invited me to watch his band perform there. I was so stoked. I arrived early with a friend to be closer to the stage. When I got there, there was already a group of cheerleaders in the front row. Ugh. Ugh. Not when, you know, they're, they're not supposed to be there. It's for the goths, emos, freaks, yeah, and geeks. Yeah, this isn't an episode no. of video. Yeah, it's not. I uh, I mean, literal high school cheerleaders that had their own, that had their uniforms on. That's really embarrassing. Hair bows, glitter, and all that stuff. They were so out of place <laughs> and not exactly welcomed that I almost felt bad for them. It was like that SpongeBob episode when SpongeBob wants to wants to go to the salty spittoon when it's clear he belongs at the Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> I strike up a conversation so I can politely be nosy. Turns out three of them have boyfriends that are in the band together, and they were there to watch them perform. Okay, it's giving um, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. It is. It is. Right. 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 He was a punk. She did ballet. Okay, yeah. What more can I say? Okay, yeah, this is it. Yeah. This they is... watched the music video and heard the song and wrote it down. Yeah, but they I'm did. I'm honestly obsessed. This is just about, this is honestly Skater Boy. Yeah. First band comes on. It's obvious the cheerleaders were not at all prepared for kind of show this was, which is weird because, you know, they're dating them. Mm -hmm. This is Melt Your Face Off, Pig Squealing, Heavy Metal. Ew. They were visibly pig uncomfortable squealing. and a couple, I hate that, I can't. I know, that, that <laughs> was... <laughs> They were visibly uncomfortable and, and uh, they were visibly uncomfortable and a couple of the girls start to put their fingers in their ears as an attempt to drown them out. That's embarrassing. Well, the lead singer in the band does not like this at all. He starts calling them out. Come on, girls, fucking move. <laughs> Why are y'all in the front row if all you're going to do is pout? A few of them actually did move to the back, but the three with boyfriends performing later did not. He pretty much never missed an opportunity to fuck with them the entire set. I was becoming annoying. It was becoming annoying. Mm. Bro, you're like 25. It's mad weird that you are so hurt by these girls not being into your music. And yeah, well, he's a man. Uh, yeah, no, it was like, right. 
Um, it was like he was having flashbacks to all the times he was rejected by the cheerleaders in high school yep. and taking it out on them. That's 100% what he was doing. And because his music is his rage towards them. And so then like his Absolutely. triggers were all in the front. Like, yeah, it's happening again. This song's called <laughs> Fuck Cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> it's this song's called I Should Have Murdered You, Stacey. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but I still jack off to you every night. <laughs> I'm gonna come in your corpse. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill you and then I'm gonna jack off into your stomach, you stupid bitch. <laughs> it's their last song. At this point, the lead singer demands the crowd jump and clap during this breakdown. Of course, everyone does, except for the three cheerleaders. He says, All right, that's enough. If you're not jumping on three, I'm gonna spit in your goddamn faces. Jump, motherfuckers. Okay, you're at a fucking dive bar in your local Yeah, he's town. there's Shut like chai the lattes up. being fucking made in the back. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, there's like whipped cream. No, there's like I know. almond milk or fucking whole. And he's like, yeah! You're not, like, yeah, you're not at fucking OzFest. Yeah, he thinks he's in fucking Seattle in 1991. He does. <laughs> yeah, he death. thinks he's Kurt Cobain. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, literally. In between counting. I circumcised myself. Y'all okay. do it right now. <laughs> he thinks he is Gigi Allen. Yeah. In, be in between counting. Two more girls run to the back. I stay strong. She must have been cheer... Oh, one stays strong. I stay strong. One stays strong. She must have been cheer captain, LMAO. He's clearing his throat like you do when you're about to hawk oh. a fucking loogie. He gets to three, spits. The girl ducks, and it misses her, and hits me right in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Not just my face, but my mouth and my nose area, to be exact. Oh no, a huge, sticky, green wad of spit. Because you know that bitch is only eating fucking old Burger King. Oh no, no, no. Bro, I thought I was going to die in that moment. I could smell it. Uh, I could taste it. Uh, he was definitely a smoker. Yeah. It was not okay. Yeah. Holy shit. My friend who was with me immediately sacrificed her hoodie to help me get it off. That's so gross. That's so fucking gross. And that's where you go. You know what? Like, if you would have killed yourself, I don't think anyone would have blamed you because you that is that, that is so fucking. Hot. I'm so happy you didn't and that you stayed strong. But it's like experiences like that. Truly, that's horrific. Physically and spiritually, how do you continue on? I can't deal with booger stuff. Like when people, I can wipe my boogers anywhere. But if I was somebody gonna wipes say that's interesting me, because you are leaving a fucking snail trail of no, your no, boogers no, no. all over. If, if Los I see Angeles. somebody with a booger, I fucking I want to throw up. All right. So the singer was green. like, the singer was like, oh my God, dude, I'm so fucking sorry. Are you okay? It wasn't supposed to hit you. I'm sorry. I was filled with rage. Wanted to cry and throw up all at the same time. I ran to the bathroom to scrub my whole face and rinse my mouth out. I looked like a raccoon from the waterproof mascara, not being phased by that watered down hand soap. Ew. Uh, I want to go home. <laughs> she wrote little musical notes yeah. next to it. I come out of this bathroom and the singer comes up, still apo apologizing, offering to give me any and everything I wanted off his merch table. Okay, she doesn't want your shitty fucking diss. He should have fucking eaten your pussy. Yeah, he should have. And actually tried. He should have given you like $100. Yeah. I told him he was an asshole and declined his offer. I'm not repping a band like that anyway. Yeah, fuck no. Anyway, oh, a week later, so I end up vomiting fever and the worst so sore throat I'd ever had. I ended up being hospitalized with mono. <gasps> oh my god oh my god anyway I love this podcast the way y'all talk reminds me of me and my friends I'm a nearly 30 stay at home mom now so my social life is flatlining 
Whenever I listen to you guys roast each other, it inspires me to stop using tired as an excuse, pop an Adderall at 7 p.m. and just show up to the shindig. Yes. Thank you for that. Honestly, pop that Adderall and go out. Yeah. Mommy. Or by um, We love to see it. That's a fucking, that's a gnarly story. I, oh my, well, first off, I know I don't know you, but I just want to say that I love you. And I am so sorry you went through that. Also, what is wrong with these barbaric cavemen fuckheads? That, no. Oh, you want my merch? Oh, yeah. I'd love to wrap your merch. No. Not her getting fucking mono, ending up hospitalized with I mono. I know. Jesus. Oh, my God. I wish we knew what band it was. Jesus, fuck. Um, yeah. Tell us what band it is. Yeah, tell us what band it is, and then we'll figure out, like, a way to, like, spam them or prank them or something. I don't know, but I am so sorry you got mono. That's so wild. I got it in high school after drinking after a frat bro, but I didn't have to be hospitalized. <laughs> All right. All right. This one, I guess we should keep it anonymous, but this one is from someone, a podcast fave, we'll say. Oh. When I was 19, I went to Lollapalooza for the first time. I attended a Christian college and had never really drank or done drugs before. The last night of the fe- uh, the last night of the of the festival, friends and I decided to sneak in boxed wine and liquor. Throughout the course of the day, all I did was drink red wine, no food or water in a hundred degree sun. The mm. final act of the night was Phoenix. By the time the band started, I was severely dehydrated and completely drunk. I was so thirsty and had nothing to drink except for the bottle of Spice Captain Morgan rum that my friend had been hiding in his crotch the entire day. Mm. I know Lee's thirsty. I chugged some mm. of that and then someone ha- uh, handed a blunt around it and uh, around and I took a big drag of it. As soon as I hit the blunt, I began to projectile vomit red wine on the person directly in front of me. I then sprinted out of the crowd with my head to the ground and proceeded to projectile vomit into everyone's shoes as I escaped. An EMT ran over to me and told me to come with him so I could get hydrated. He then put me on a stretcher and loaded me into an ambulance and took me to a hospital. I was freaked out that I would get expelled from my Christian college, so I took my ID and shoved it in my underwear and told him that my name was Garth Brooks. My friend eventually picked Garth, me, up from the hospital, and I was never charged for the ambulance. God is good. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. We love we love a short but sweet. Short but sweet. Fun. Rowdy. <laughs> Fun, rowdy. Okay, here we go. You guys ready for this little cute? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was in high school, probably a sophomore at this time. I went to a DJ concert in San Diego with my friends. Next thing you know, I'm dancing with this slightly older guy, probably early 20s. Next thing I know, I'm sucking his dick under the stage. Okay, Sister Queen. Next thing I know. (laughs) Huh? Next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom throwing up and having a panic attack because I thought this man gave me AIDS. Oh. Next thing I know, one of my friends is confronting him and asking me and asking him if he has AIDS. LMFAO, he said no. (laughs) Why would you think he has AIDS? (laughs) Well, did you get tested? Because that's how we know. It's actually, it actually is giving AIDS. Um, (laughs) It is giving AIDS. Was that it? That was it. That's so funny. No, that was it. I like that because I also used to convince myself that I had AIDS. Um, That's why I, I liked it because I was thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Also, next thing I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> next thing I know. That was fun. I love the pacing of that. Okay. Here's an, another short little ditty. Hey, Honks and Lee. I love the pod and haven't written in in a while. So here's my festival story. One time I snuck into a festival, Music Midtown, and saw Run DMC and Eminem live for free. Not only that, but I sold Coke there. So I made money. 
It was some shitty Coke I didn't want to sell to my friends, but I had no problem selling it to rich out-of-towners. This one dude bought most of it. I gave him my, my number for some dumb reason, and he called me the next day saying it was the best Coke he's ever had. <laughs> this is Lee. This is Lee, actually. <laughs> so I was going to keep it anonymous, but Gabby, if you're going to air it out, we're going to air it out. Okay, so Lee, crazy story. Um, He was clearly new to it. Anyway, we went to an, um, an ATM, and he bought everything I had left. Okay, so how I su- I snuck it in. The first day, I had just found a spot where the fence was just popped, uh, propped against a wall. Sounds like the portal. Yeah, it's the portal. portal. It's exactly the portal. Okay, not Lee getting hype. Uh, this was a huge park, and they just put up the chain link fence around. I just um, the sun the solar story that you shared, Lee, was the worst story I've ever heard. Lee, you should share the um, you should share the portal story. Actually, but, both okay. are going on. Yeah, yeah, no, they should both go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. don't cut okay. them out. Yeah, don't cut them out. But people Lee. need to hear. Yeah, Lee. what we have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> It's just monologue. When Lee yeah, and I don't, to- don't just subject us to that. No, you have to subject our entire audience to yeah. those stories now. <laughs> you fucking wish you could quit. You fucking. <laughs> I have the keys to your house. You fucking. She has the fucking doorknob to your house. Okay. Yeah, I literally I run this place now. So fuck off. Okay, this is my apartment now. Okay. Um. So, anyways, um, I'm not paying rent. Don't worry. Um. Okay. So, um, I didn't run it. now. <laughs> okay. Stop filming at the mouth and fuck off. Okay. A lot of people must have snuck in because the next day. Sorry, stop crying, Lee. It's, it's not okay. Um, a lot of people must have snuck in because the next day there was a ton of cops all around the perimeter. I found a spot where there was like a fi- uh, five foot gap in the fence. There was a cop next to it. So I waited until his back was just turned to make my move. As soon as I took my first step, I heard someone yell, hey, from somewhere to my left. I immediately just ran as fast as I could. I had to run through a sea of people sitting down on blankets and stuff. I even jumped over a few. I didn't stop until I was in the middle of a crowd and it was all good after that. Almost immediately, somebody came up to me and told me that it was their friend's birthday and asked if he could kiss me. I'm not gay, so it poli- so I politely declined. If I if it was a girl or or a guy, I already knew I probably would have said yes. Oh, if it was a girl, not a guy, I already knew I probably would have <laughs> like, said wait, yes. What? Who was this other sex? <laughs> That's about it. Thanks for reading this. If you do, love y'all. Love you too. Now here's the the through line with every fucking festival story is that there's always a fence with a hole in it. There's always a fucking fence or there's a way to like sneak through. So I have a quick, a really quick funny story. Oh God. Okay, so Lee, well, can I say, say, can I say something? What? I want you to just take a beat and I want you to like just gather it together. So let's just gather it and then we can. Okay. So all through high school, I grew up going to Warp Tour. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the last year I went to Warp Tour, I was 18 and I went and met my friend in Vermont and we went in Montreal. And we went to the Montreal show and she was a graphic designer. So she created backstage passes for us. That's such a good and, idea. And we got in and, and hung out backstage the whole day and then got caught by the organizer of the festival. Because they knew like who had backstage. He's like, who are these fucking children standing backstage? Yeah. You should have, have said guys- that you were sex trafficked by one of the musicians. <laughs> oh my God. Gab, that's romantic. That would have been fun. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, But have you guys seen on TikTok like how people like – they're they're going to like FedEx and Kinkos and shit and making um things that say like press and like backstage pass yeah, and then so like good. laminating it and then they're like it's like actually working. So what it's crazy. What she did was she found a photo with showing somebody's backstage pass. So actually created one that looked like that year's backstage pass. Oh, that's genius. Ready for the next D? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went to a, f- a festival in Spain years ago when I was 18 called Benicasm. Okay. It was a lot of fun, but I was, but okay. It was a lot of fun, but was really hot. So most of the music was played at night. 
Never been big into drugs, and it was so hot there that it wasn't worth drinking for the horrendous hangovers the next day. So the mortification of what happened was felt even more intensely with a sober head. I was there with some girlfriends and in the crowd, and when in the crowd, I got chatting to this really hot guy. We made out a lot, and then I was on his shoulders whilst Example was playing. That's the band. I was obsessed with him at the time. Random, but hey, I was 18. Shortly after, so is she saying that she's on drugs? I'm, I'm a little confused by that. She's saying she wasn't on drugs. She wasn't she on wasn't drugs. She wasn't into drugs and she didn't want to drink because it was too okay, hot. Okay, so she's just so sober. So the mortification yeah. of this set in even, not set Okay, oh, it was felt even more than intensely sober head. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Shortly after, so she's on this guy's head listening to this, her favorite band. Shortly after, shortly after I go to the toilet and realize I've unexpectedly come on my period Super heavy. Mm. I hadn't noticed as it was so hot and I thought I was just sweaty. Aww. I had totally gone through. It had totally gone through my shorts. And that's when I realized I must have left a pussy-shaped imprint on this poor guy's shoulders with period blood. Oh, oh. Luckily, I did not see him again. Oh, my heavens. That's <laughs> fucking mortifying that it's like what's that what's the thing called like the richter's test rickshaw test? yeah 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 the, war shot test yeah war war yeah i'm just gonna say random ass words until <laughs> Rick, one of them hits Rickshaw. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god wait, war shack war, war shack okay Ooh wee hee okay wait that's Fuck. honestly it's kind of like watercolor it's like beautiful oh wait i have an World one in here really okay. yeah oh my god read it next okay okay this one I'm reading because at the end there's like a bunch of lip emojis again. Okay, so here's something funny really quick. Um, Gabby and I didn't uh, get a chance to proofread any of these, so we're just reading these blind. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not mad at the ones that we're reading. No, I, no, no. Yeah, this is really good. Um, okay, but I, I just chose to read the story just because I saw all the lip emojis. So, okay. All right. What is up, you beautiful honky queens and come literally? Well, you know what's up with them. All right. First of all, thank you so much for all of the laughs. I listen to you guys on my one hour commute to and from work. I'm Aww, a nurse. We love you. We love you. And you guys make the drive fly, fly by. And I don't even think about work at all because you guys are so unhinged and hilarious that you carry me, carry me away into sweet honky oblivion. Oh my okay. God, that's so sweet. You are a wordsmith. I love you. Um, okay. So my festival story takes place at a uh, base coast festival in the coastal rainforest of British Columbia, Canada. I scored free tickets by volunteering for the first aid tent. I was still, I was still a nursing student then. Me and my bestie, we'll call her Anne, partied way too hard in Vancouver the night before. And we were supposed to leave early in the morning for my 9 a.m. start of the shift at the first, uh, at the first aid tent. Somehow we managed to scrounge ourselves together and make it there. I was so hungover and inexperienced that I spent the majority of my shift putting on the most haggard bandages on people's finger and toe cuts. But I did see a girl rip all the skin off the top of her foot when she fell off the top of a camper van she was dancing on. Gnarly. Luckily, there was a real paramedic there who knew what to do, but I digress. So my bestie Anne spent the whole day... Gabby, pay attention. So my bestie Anne spent the whole day partying and doing mushrooms while I was working the first aid tent. When my shift was over, I found her dancing um, with... uh, Sorry. You guys, it's really hard because there's no um, indents. So it's hard to read. Okay, wait. I found her dancing... um, in a hole she had dug with this huge stick. Okay, so you find your friend dancing in a huge hole. Okay. The next day, I was free from my volunteer duties, and and we started the day with some mushrooms. I had a weird trip and felt really self-conscious and super ugly. I normally have pretty good self-image, so I was feeling this. This was weird and gross. I didn't like this weird and gr- gross feeling. 
and couldn't wait for the mushrooms to wear off. I went back to our tent and tripped by my ugly feeling self until they wore off. People from our camp started showing up and we busted out the tequila and I started to feel alive and not ugly again. We were having a time getting drunk in the forest and making friends with randos when some wonderful strangers gave us some acid. Now the fun really started. This was my first time dropping acid and it did not disappoint. Mm. Now now it was the nighttime and me and Anne ventured out to dance uh, to the dance stages. Uh, we both acquired uh, huge walking sticks by this time, staffs, and I found staffs. a random faux fur collar in the trees that I wrapped around mine and yes. named it the Big Hairy Shaft. In the woods, there was uh, a copious amounts of huge banana slugs. We were quite enamored with the slugs. Really? I don't think I've ever seen a banana slug. Oh, I'll show you a banana slug. Okay. What, your fucking clit? No. Lee, show us your ass. Okay. When we were enamored with the slugs, it's his hemorrhoid. Um, when we were, we were quite enamored with the slugs and picks up a whole bunch of, uh, a bunch and stick them all over our big dancing sticks. Okay, stop. So you're just putting stick slugs on your sticks. No, it's giving Lord of the Flies. <laughs> so we party the night away, tripping on acid and with big dancing staffs covered in slugs. No. <laughs> Everyone else was tripping Aren't on the some- slugs, like falling off. <laughs> no, like they're sticking. Yeah, cutie. Whoa, those are so big. Okay, I don't know if y'all know this, but I was actually born in Washington and in a little tiny town. And in the tiny town I was born in, there was um, a slug festival every year. What does that fucking mean? It means I- it's like a festival because, like, there's every. Um, I, I guess it's like in the spring, there's like a huge um, birth of slugs. And so there's like this like slug festival and like they would have slug races, slug toys. What a bad name for an animal. Slug. slug. I think slugs, like, like, of course, obviously like they're like kind of gross, but they're also just interesting and cute. They're kind of cute. They're like kind of worm snails. Mm, they are sweet little snakes. They're like worm snake snails. And they are cute. Some of them are very poisonous, aren't they? Yeah. Banana slugs apparently are not. But, but okay, so of... that's really funny to envision. Like they have these big ass walking sticks and they're wow. putting these motherfucking snails. Just fucking bitch, you're wild. I love it. Okay. And, like, and then there's like fur on the stick. I can't, bitch. Okay. Um, one guy even licked the slug. No. Stop. The weird thing was the slugs um never tried to get away. LOL. As we started they're coming. Partying. Yeah, they could sense that you guys were, were fucked up. Hold on, okay. I want to put a pin in that licking the slug thing. Come back. Okay. As we started coming down off the acid into the wee hours of the night, we sauntered off to our tent. I love that word, sauntered. We sauntered off uh, to our tent in the woods and held each other so close and shared earbuds listening to music together. We had been best friends since we were 14 and Anne is openly gay. I'm queer, but I've never really told anyone and I wasn't really self-aware then. But we had definitely been in love all those years but Aww. never told each other or acted on it. She Aww. had a girlfriend at this time so we fought our desires but it was an unspoken truth that we both knew in that moment holding each other in that tent tripping on acid sharing our earbuds. It was one of the most powerful moments of my entire life. Aww. When I drove back to Alberta a few days later I bawled uncontrollably singing Adele's Nevermind I'll Find Someone Like You. Okay, pick my, a better song. I know. Okay, she, she, she's a fucking hater. I, I know. That I hate Adele. I okay, okay. You're talking again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that an accident? I wonder if it is. Um, and uncontrollably singing Adele's Nevermind, I'll find someone like you. Don't worry, girl. I got you. Don't, I'm not going to let this wench ruin your moment. Uh, my heart, my heartbreaking, um, 
My heart was breaking to leave Anne behind when I was deeply in love with her. Kind of a weird roller coaster of a story, I know, but the coming down after a festival is is fucking real too. Sorry if my story was really long Wait. and random, but I hope you guys enjoyed it and my heart will explode if you shared on the pod. Love you beautiful honky honkers. Keep on being awesome. And then there's a bunch of lip emojis. PS Gabby, I love your big juicy lips and Harper's big juicy tits. LOL. <laughs> Do my lips look like banana slugs? <laughs> <laughs> Thank what you. Happens? We love you too. We love you. Uh, what, what happened, happened to Anne? Anne? Yeah. What happened? Did you guys ever get to get together? Are you guys still best friends? Yeah, we want to know. What's we the saga with know. Anne? Oh my God. That really, I'm sorry that I was stuttering so much. It was hard, like the way I forwarded this email was hard to read. What but did you want to put a pen in? You wanted to oh, put but, a yeah. pen in. Oh my licking God. The, this, the licking the slug. Okay. Did you see that? Okay, that just, it reminded me of this fucking horrific TikTok that I saw. Did I show it to you? Where the kid, his friends like dared him to eat a slug or like a, a lizard. Yeah, I mean, no, you didn't fucking show me that. No, it's horrible. And now he pops up on my fucking FYP all the time. You so this kid ate, his friends like dared him to eat like a salamander or a slug. He eats it. A couple hours later, he's pretty sick. He starts getting real fucking sick. Regular kid, you know, just a college kid, cute, whatever, partying. Starts getting sick. A couple hours later, okay. like the next day, He's hospitalized. Mm -mm. Um, long story short, this guy, I think for, it's been like three years now, his body, like his body is deteriorated. From eating a fucking slug? It gave him, it, it. there was some kind of bacteria in the slug. Lee, can you look up the the kid, like person eating slug? Eat, On person TikTok. Eating, it's, person eating poison. Play it. It's, okay, it's not my biggest face. It's horrific. He... Is he's in a wheelchair? He can't speak. His eyes barely move. So he can't speak. Nope. Everything. He like he looks as if he should be dead. And everybody comments on his. I TikTok. bet he wishes he was. This is insane. Yeah, because they don't know if he's like cognizant or not. They don't know if he's aware. That's a tough call. What do you do? I mean, I guess you keep him. Out. Oh my god. Never eat a slug. It's really. <laughs> This is the story of Sam Ballard, the boy who ate a slug. In 2010, Sam Ballard ate a slug as part of a dare at a party with friends. Yeah. And within hours, he fell seriously ill. It was discovered that he'd been infected with rat lungworm, a parasite which can infect slugs rat. and snails oh, after they eat the feces of a rat. This parasite can burrow into the brain and cause neurological damage and cause a rare form of meningitis called eosinophilic meningoencephalitis. He oh. fell into a coma for 420 yeah, days, and when he woke so up, he was up. quadriplegic, paralyzed from the neck down. Even after he woke up, he suffered constant seizures no. and sadly passed away in 2018 at a young age of 28. No! So, so this is a different, because the one that I've been seeing, he's still alive. Wow! Okay, so no, I did hear the story, but there's another one who happened to, and he's still alive, and he looks horrific. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, it's it's so scary. That but anyway, so don't, all I have to sad. say, don't fucking eat slugs. Uh, no. I think I died. That's so sad. But you, okay, here's what's interesting. So he died. It wasn't necessarily from, I mean, yeah, like don't eat the slug, but but it not, it's not necessarily from the slug. It's because he ate something like having like, it was like the parasite that comes from rats. Yeah, that the slug had. Rats are so poisonous to rats people. Yeah, because so bad. a man in New York was bit by by a rat. On his, he was wearing sandals and he was bit by a rat on the subway. I think this happened in like 2011 or something. Nice. And he had to have his foot amputated no. because it became so infected. No. If uh, the US government one day is going to realize this and they're going to start using like rat DNA yeah. to like fucking like mace the, our enemies with. It's amazing to me that we fucking, that like the Europeans 
even existed after the Black Plague. Oh, God. The fact that they were just like, ring out your dead and like ring their little bell and they just chuck out the fucking people because everybody was just infected by rat shit. Yes. Ring out your dead. All right. You guys ready? Hi, honkers. It's a funny festival story from three years ago. It better be funny. I was at the open air Fraunfeld, biggest hip hop festival in Europe, by the way. I was only 18 at the time in a wild phase since I recently got out of my one year real relationship out of my one since I recently got out of my one real relationship, sorry. Anyway, I went there with my then best friend and we met up with some other not so close friends who brought other friends with them. We didn't know at the end. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> who brought other friends with them that we didn't know. Work on the punctuation. <laughs> at the end, we were a group of 11 people. Already at first sight, I'd put an eye on a cute guy of the ones I didn't know. Okay, yum, yum, yum. He was just my type. Tall, Bambi eyes, older, 22. Had tattoos. Ugly ones, though. But he had tattoos. Sometimes ugly ones are hot. And not... It's like the Batman single? Mm, no, symbol. not that. And not to forget, he was a drug dealer, LMAO. Yeah, okay, yum. How could I even expect something from this dude? Nothing worth mentioning happened until the last day. He then casually took out a bag of pills and asked the whole group if someone wants to take Molly. I didn't because I didn't felt I didn't felt ready at the time. But my best friend was, so they both took Molly together. At first I was kind of jealous until she started vomiting and was really high. She was so high that she would go to anybody with curly or afro hair and ask if she could touch it, which was kind of hilarious but exhausting at the same time. Anyways, at some point it knocked her out completely and she went to her tent. During this time, I hooked up with a dealer, okay, and had sex in my tent, which was right next to hers. Little did I know she wanted something from the dealer as well. As she was high as fuck and I was not around for a moment, uh, she tried to kiss him yep. because she wanted to know how a kiss would feel on Molly. But he rejected her because he told her that he was in a talking stage. What? I did not know anything about that talking stage, and we were really confused as I told her that I hooked up with him. Huh? We thought that he probably just said it because he liked me and didn't want to cause a fight between us. It was not like that at all. Oh, he got arrested for 48H as we were already on our way home. They found his drugs. Mm -hmm. I was really worried at that time because I had an instant crush on him, even though he lived across the country. We saw... We saw us two more times, one time on another festival in the same summer and hooked up again. And I, and once I took a two hours train ride, um, I'm so sorry. I said to work on your grammar. I realize now you are European after another festival. So your English is actually great. Uh, and after another festival, which was close to him, he was really fucked up. We smoked one smashed and then he just fell asleep and couldn't get out of bed. I got really pissed off because I drove such a long time. So I left and he didn't really apologize. Hmm. This was the last time we saw each other. I will never take such a long ride for someone I don't know. <laughs> I don't care how hot they are. I was just young, horny, and stupid. What was just on top that only a few weeks later I saw, <laughs> I love when like people who whose English isn't their first language, mm -hmm. like the way that English sound, like it's how English sounds to them. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really fucked up, but it's that's so funny. Like the phrases are all kind of like jumbled around. Like the tense is weird. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny and cute. Um, 
God knows if I try to speak a language, I'd sound like a f- another language. I'd sound like a fucking retard. I was just young, horny, and Wait, stupid. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what you said. I said retard. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure. Yeah. What was just on top that only a few weeks later, I saw him with a girl on his IG and date since he rejected my friend because he was in a talking stage. Oh, so he had a girlfriend the whole time. But her, so he was willing to cheat with the friend, but, but he it, said, I can't break up a friend group and my relationship. Right, right, I right. Can't do that. This was real, but he still fucked me at the side, LMAO, because you for sure wonder how the dealer looked like. Because you for sure wonder how the dealer looked like. Here's a cracky picture from the both of us. I sometimes wonder if he might be in jail now. Would be funny. <laughs> would be funny. It would be funny. I hope you enjoy this story. You are both hilarious. Love your podcast. Greetings from Switzerland. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you, you little Swedish angel. Um, Swiss. Sw- oh, God, Swiss. Sorry. Fucking cancel me. Um, That's funny. She looks like Adri, if this is you. um, He's cute. Let me see. He's very cute. I mean, he's just like a very basic, like, fucking white guy, but he's cute. Yeah, he's cute. He's really cute. Yeah, he's really cute. Damn, bitch. He I get like it. He looks though. I'll say that. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like an actor. Like he could be an actor. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe yeah. If he ever gets, if he ever gets his shit figured out, he doesn't look like a drug dealer. He looks like a white. Okay. You know what? What the fuck was I just about to say? He doesn't look like a drug dealer because he's white. No, not because he's white. I was picturing what just happened. I had to check my phone to see if uh, no, they no, no. I was back. saying he doesn't look like a drug dealer, as if drug dealers have a look, and then it was going to sound really like problematic. But I mean, I was picturing like some like nasty, like scruffy fucking white guy, you know, that like you know, okay. Here's like, what drug sleazy. dealers look like. They look like they have guys who have like kind of like narrow heads, like white guys with narrow heads with like the beard that kind of like comes missing up a right here. Tooth. Oh, they're always missing a tooth. It's yeah. like one of the canines on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some fucking yeah. The breath is bad. The teeth are like, you yeah. know, they have like tartar. They're wearing a fucking beanie. They oh, always wearing skate. a beanie. Like very, it's like, they, they never have curly hair. So it's like straight and it's very grease. Yeah. You know, there's a look to a drug dealer. This kid looks like a like preppy white, like kid. Just, you know. But and, I mean, those kids fucking. Look, they're the secret ones. Yeah. They're the secret dealers. All right. That's really. Okay. This one is literally the, the shortest of all. Huh? In 2018, I saw MGMT and took my longtime crush. We made out throughout the concert, and I squeezed her tits while they played Electric Feel. Oh, LOL. Yeah. It was one of the best and most surreal experiences I've had at a live show, especially since I had known this girl since 2008. It was written by a guy. Yeah. Funny enough, we reconnected two years earlier at Outside Lands in 2016, oh. seeing Lana Del Rey close out, uh, close out that festival. We made out after the show for the first time, despite her having a boyfriend at oh. the time. Oh, look at that. Hadn't seen her since 2011 before that. Right on, brother. Right on. Honestly, and- though, I'm not mad at that makeout, even though she had a boyfriend. Like, whatever. It's like a, a fun little, come on. We're bringing it all back together. You win some, you lose some. And there you you won. Shock me like an electric ear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Baby girl. Baby girl. Electric feel. I made out to that song. I love that song. Oh, no, yeah, that's a good that song. song's fucking hot. I, I made it out uh, to my high school or with my high school boyfriend at the time um, while that song was playing. And then his dad was coming downstairs and I wasn't supposed to be over. So then I hid under the covers. And then his dad comes in the room and then he could tell that there was someone under the covers. And he was like, oh, is that Marcus? He's like, is that Marcus? Get out of here, Marcus. And started slapping my ass because he thought it was Marcus. And then he pulls down the covers and he goes, oh, God. Oh, get God. You're not supposed to. Oh, God. <laughs> Baby and I just, like, girl. 
And then that song was still playing. Jumping on with your electric feel. We used to trip to that album. That's a that's a hard. song of our generation. It's a trip hard to that album. That really album, good. they are so fucking goddamn good. Oh my god, there's a video of um Kid Cudi coming out to uh, to perform I mean, with them. Girl. And he and then he messes up the words. He goes, "Sorry guys, I'm on acid," and it's so <laughs> fucking funny. We love that for Kid Cudi. We love your stories. I hope we you guys love like your stories so much. You guys, if you liked this, if you hated it, or if, even if you feel indifferent. I don't really care about the indifference, but I want you guys to sub- please subscribe to our YouTube because right now we only have Andrew Tate fanboys hitting us up and it's getting mm-hmm. it's getting exhausting up there. Your Patreon helps. Your Patreon subscriptions too help us live our lives, but that's not important, is it? We're talking about YouTube subscribing. But yeah, subscribe to the Patreon as well. That was one of the most haunted interactions I've ever heard. <laughs> subscribe uh, but... to the Patreon as well. That's on there. Oh, you're right. Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, subscribe to Patreon, YouTube. If you like us. Oh my God, someone just DM'd me saying that they were in traffic in Chino and they Not fucking Chino. heard uh, our podcast coming from another car. Bullshit. So, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? That's so sick. Um, if you want to hear the nitty gritty details of everything of the lives I just ruined, tune into the next Patreon. We love to see it. We love you. Thank you for writing us always. It really makes our lives. We couldn't do this podcast unless you guys wrote in. And we are so grateful. It's so much fun. We love it. We love you. Let's fucking end this because I'm on a time crunch. Okay. Bye. Bye.
doesn't taste that bad, honestly. 